Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with the show. Well, today is February 17th, and we catalog these shows based on the date. So I think that's an easy way of doing it. Um, You know, since the pandemic, I've noticed that... uh, Everybody, for some reason, are relocating or they're renovating their homes. And when I say relocating, uh, inventory on houses for sale is shrinking by the day. So I think renovating is more popular. And to uh, join in on that conversation and that topic is Jim Funk. Jem is an interior and lighting designer, and she stops by and chats with us every couple of months, and we enjoy having her. Hey, Jen, thanks a lot for stopping by. Hi, how you doing, Nancy? I'm doing fine. Time is fleeting by. I can't believe it's going fast. We're already halfway into February, and before you know it, it'll be Christmas. <laughs> Isn't that scary? I know. I know. So I said we were going to talk about um, the subject of either renovating or relocating. I guess it's a big topic because I'm seeing a lot of people moving around and I'm also seeing a lot of remodeling going on. Um, But how do they decide what to do? And that's where you and I come in. Uh, There's a lot of questions that they have to uh, ask themselves. And uh, I'm sure you're out there constantly talking to people. What are you finding as far as um, as far as people thinking about what they're going to do? You know, it's a very interesting question going on right now. It's really a mixed bag. I have to say it's pretty much half and half. People like, a lot of people like their communities that they're living living in, their neighborhoods, their neighbors. So a lot of them are remodeling. And then you have a lot of uh, clients that are just moving across country trying to get out of the state that they're in and moving to Arizona, Texas, different places around the country, um, and relocating. So it's a mixed bag, I would say. Yeah. Well, I guess to help them decide what they want to do, we have a couple of uh, key topics. And one of them would be the size of your home. You know, if you're thinking that the house is too small or too big, um, maybe relocating is better for you. That's that's a big one. We're going to go through that. We're going to talk about where your house is located, um, the neighborhood, uh, what does it have to offer, uh, the condition of your home, and maybe your budget. Uh, that's a big one that uh, definitely comes into play when you're uh, deciding what you want to do. So let's start with renovating. I like that's my favorite subject. It is so, fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love doing major surgery on people's homes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I also, you know, as a side note, I take pictures of the before and after and there, there's a lot on my website and people go, I can't believe that house looked like that. And it's so much more beautiful. But um, what is your take on uh, some of the advantages of renovating? Well, as we mentioned earlier, staying in the same location, you're settled in, you know where the Starbucks is, you know where the Target is, you know where, you know, the mall is, you know where to pick your kids up for school or drop them off, you know your neighbors, 
all those things, you know, all the great restaurants in your neighborhood. So I'd say that's definitely one of the advantages of staying, especially if you like your neighbors. Uh, yes, I'm doing a remodel now. It's a major, major remodel. And, you know, at when the remodel is that big of a project, I always say, do, do you think maybe if you move, you'd be better off? Now, these particular people have said, no, we love our neighbors. We love where we are. We just want to change the house. And in that case, there's no pros and cons there about moving. They're staying where they are, and they're going to change the house to fit their lifestyle. So uh, no question there, you know, especially if you really love the neighborhood. So no matter what you do to renovate, hopefully if you do it correctly, and as we know, Jen, there's a lot, Jem, sorry about that, Jem, um, there's a lot of people who do it themselves. Remodeling is a uh, expertise that a lot of people have and a lot of people don't know what they're doing. So depending on the quality of the remodel, you can uh, up the value of your home. Now I've seen a couple of houses where they kind of slap things together. It looks like a maze with rooms added and they've used inferior product. Uh, they're not going to increase the value of your home, of their home. Agreed? Well, they use the saying, at least a lot of the, the builders I know use the saying, lipstick on a pig. You don't want to put lipstick on a pig. Uh, meaning, you don't want to put you know, inferior products on something that already isn't attractive because it's going to make it look just as bad or worse. I mean, and honestly, people are getting wise to inferior products more than ever. Back a while ago, probably people wouldn't even know or think about it. But in the world we live in now with all the social media and the advertising that way for products and good products, people know. People are getting more of a keen eye mm -hmm. for uh, tasteful, good quality products. I'm not going to say everybody has it, but a lot of people are catching on to that where before, you know, nobody would know unless you were an interior designer or a builder, you know, the difference uh, in a lot of things. But when you really can touch and feel, you can tell. Exactly. And we've talked about this before. People, the public are getting more educated. They know what to look for, especially when they're looking at these TV shows, uh, design on a dime versus, um, you know, some people who do higher end, better quality remodeling. Um, more so than not, I'm seeing a lot of people who flip homes, keep the cabinets, no matter how old they are, they paint them. It seems like uh, painting your old cabinets white is the thing to do. And you and I can go into the house. I can even look at pictures online and I go, wow, those cabinets have to be 30 years old and they're just painting them. But then they put the new countertop on and they think, oh, there it is. Lipstick on a pig. Perfect. <laughs> Nobody will notice. Right? right. We can tell a lot of times by the shape of the doors. Oh, yeah. You know, know. Yeah. You, you can tell oh, those were from the 80s. You know, we, we, we know. <laughs> it seems like also when they're flipping, and I'll just jump into that real quick, everybody's using the same product, the same color, uh, the same criteria. So all these houses are looking the same. 
Um, An advantage to renovating is that you're going to make your house your own. You're going to do what you'd like to see for your lifestyle, for your uh, family, and for the way um, you, well, your dream house. You know, you have, if you have the budget, you could renovate your house to make it look like anything you want. So, right. so you really have to look at it that way. You almost get your dream home if yeah. you're budgeted for it. Yeah. Now, dis- we're going to slip into a disadvantage of remodeling. If you're not careful, you can uh, put too much money into your home. And so you can um, put it outside the market. You can overcapitalize and do something or add things to your house that nobody in your neighborhood has And therefore, when you go to sell the house, you're not going to get your money back. So you have to be very wise and and, uh, spend money carefully uh, so that you can get it back. Your return on your investment is very important, and you don't want to go hog wild. And that's where you can use a little emotion, but you can't do your remodel with 100% emotion. You have to uh, think about what's out there in your surrounding areas. I always suggest that you go visit your neighbors, uh, or if there are houses for sale in your neighborhood, go visit them on your open house days and see what they've changed, what they've added. And then you see the dollar amount that they put on that house for sale and weigh that with what you want to do in your home thinking that, yeah, you want to get your money back. Maybe you're going to stay there for five years. If you're going to stay there for the rest of your life, I don't care. Make your house look like the Taj Mahal. But if you right. if you have plans to move in three to five years, be very money conscious when you uh, pick things for your home. And money conscious doesn't necessarily mean poor quality. No. So, you know, and I totally agree with you about that entirely, especially now because it's a seller's market. So you really do want to see what your neighbors have going on. Even if you have better taste than your neighbors, you know, you still want to weigh that uh, you're not overpricing yourself out of the market. And if you have to have those expensive items, you know, in your home, the faucet or the lighting, keep in mind and you want to sell your house, you can always take down what's really high-end and expensive and go get something more budget-friendly to sell the house with. But guarantee, if you go to sell your house, they're going to want what they see that you're mm-hmm. presenting as part yeah. of the package. I would say spend a little extra money on the flooring because it's going to get a lot of wear and tear. Your cabinetry doesn't have to be top of the line. Um, but you don't want something that's going to fall apart. So mid range, I think, uh, if you're planning on moving in three to five years, uh, don't get the top of the line cabinetry, uh, appliances, you can get mid to upper, especially if you do a lot of cooking, but you don't want to go low end because you're going to have a lot of problems with service. That's just my two cents on that one. Um, no, I, that's so true, though. So true. Yeah. And a lot of times I think people notice the appliances in the homes when they're looking for a new home. Um, oh, that's important. Uh, there again, that's one of the major things why I keep saying go visit your neighbors. Um, let's just take, for example, uh, your neighbors have um, KitchenAid. 
and you want to put in sub-zero. Well, there's a big dollar difference between those two. So if you say, um, well, you have a sub-zero range, but not top of the line 48 inch, but you want, maybe you can go with a 36 inch um, because sub-zero is a better quality, in my opinion, than uh, KitchenAid. But there again, you can get top of the line KitchenAid. What I would suggest, you know, we just slipped right into the kitchen, but what I would suggest is that you go to a showroom that has working appliances and sit through a cooking class or a demonstration uh, before, because that's going to be a high dollar item for you if you're doing a total remodel. Uh, so let's look at some of the other disadvantages. If you're doing a total remodel and uh, there's no way you can stay in the home, while this is going on, you've got to put into your budget um, a temporary place that you're going to live, um, especially if you have kids. It's not the easiest thing to uh, move out of your house for, say, six weeks, so depending on the size of the remodel. Six weeks, two months, three months, you might have to get a temporary rental somewhere in the neighborhood so that you can keep your eye on the remodel. Don't go too far away because you do want to oversee everything. And always expect it to be longer and more expensive than you think it's going to be. Yeah, right. If you plan on $100,000, figure $125,000. I'm using those numbers. I'm hitting them high because a lot of times when you put your wish list together, and I've seen this a lot, and they want this, this, and this, and the appliances come to twenty-five thousand, and their budget is thirty thousand. Obviously, do the math; it's not going to work. So, be realistic with your budget, and then, um, as Jim and I always suggest, work with a professional. Uh, you can yeah. save a lot of money that way, and a lot of uh, overwhelming uh, situations. Right. If you hire a professional, it's good to listen to them. You've hired them for a reason because we have experience in this. So people are, you know, an interview, interview your professional, get to know them a little bit, look at their background work before you make a decision. It's okay to interview a few builders, a few interior designers, a few remodelers. Um, because you have to get along with this person. They're going to be in your life for a while, but they do know what they're talking about because we've been through very, very many remodels. Very much uh, uh, so, and we're speaking from experience, and we're here to help you. Yeah. Now, uh, don't forget to add the charges of the uh, designer or uh, the advisor to your budget because they usually don't work for free. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in because, (laughs) you know, it's an obvious thing. Isn't it what people do think we work for free? But I have to pay you. I mean, you're good at what you do, but wow. Okay. Um, The last thing I'm going to bring up for a um, renovation in the disadvantages uh, column is the stress level. Now I've talked about this in the past If you um, are overwhelmed easily, if you are not real steady in your marriage, because I've talked about this with a recent guest. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Doing a remodel can um, put a lot of stress on your marriage. 
And uh, sometimes people don't live through that. And I hate to say that. So you have to be real mellow. I understand this is a lot of money and it's very stressful. And if you have children, you have to kind of relocate them. You have to keep them out of the area that's being worked in. But there again, if you don't think you can handle this, then maybe you can say sayonara to your house and go look for a new one because there is a lot of stress involved. And not everything goes perfect the first time. We almost have to tell people, you know, it's not going to be 100% perfect, but the whole thing is to solve the problems as we go through the project and make the client happy, right? That's an amazing point because I think people do get into remodeling or building and they don't realize, one, this comes with stress, two, this is not going to go perfect. I mean, that's such an excellent point because in the mind of the client, they often think, oh, this is, this is going to go perfectly. No, that's not life. Life isn't perfect. So the best thing is to ride with the waves. And, and like we said, uh, professional comes in because some of that stress can be put on the professional. That's why you've hired them. Let them handle the problem for you and they'll present the solutions. Exactly. Uh, You know, so that's, that helps alleviate, you know, when you're paying for that interior designer, you're paying to put some of that stress on them and that's what they're getting paid for. Right. Um, yeah, because I was going to say, if they, if you don't move out of the project and you choose to stay in the home, a lot of people get upset because they wanted to sleep late, but they're, the subcontractors start work usually anywhere between 5.30 and 7 in the morning, depending on the time of the year. And a lot of people don't understand that. And then they'll say, but nobody's here. It's 3 o'clock. Well, they usually end their day at two o'clock and they'll be back. And sometimes they're not on the job site every day because maybe they're waiting for another sub to show up to finish their work. They're waiting for some parts and pieces and, you know, not everything is going to run perfect. Uh, We try, but it doesn't always happen. Right. Right. And I mean, that's a good point though. People don't see the contractor after three o'clock and they get very worried but they have that earlier schedule. So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So if what we've talked about doesn't really fit into your lifestyle, maybe relocating is better for you. Maybe you want to get out of the neighborhood. Uh, Maybe you're tired of it. Maybe uh, you've outgrown it. Um, Your children don't go to the school in the area anymore. So why bother staying in there? Uh, Maybe you need a bigger house. Um, why else? Why else do people Maybe you need a smaller house? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe you want to downsize. Yeah. And so you have to be prepared to fix up your house so that you can get the best bang for the buck. Because let's face it, everybody wants to get the more the most money they can for their house, and then they want to look for their dream house and pay the least amount. That's human nature. <laughs> and you know that's a good point too, because you have to be realistic. It's a seller's market right now here in Arizona. You have to be realistic, even though we're talking to people around the country. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to look at the comps. You have to know what does your neighbor have? Why, you know, why is that house listed down the street for top dollar? What do they have that your house doesn't? 
or what do don't they have that your house does? Yeah. Well, let's throw in this too. Um, we've checked on the inventory for resales and they're shrinking. There's not that many houses available anymore. I noticed that building is starting to uh, start up again. The permits are um, growing. Uh, people are building, but not that much, not like it used to be. So you have to rely on maybe your realtor to keep their eyes open for your perfect house. And you might take a year to look for that or to find your dream house. Uh, So that's a good point. Sometimes you can say, and I've known people to do this. They look around to move and after a year they can't find what they really want. So they decide to remodel. Mm, I've seen that also. And I mean, another point too, I mean, you love your real estate agents, but there's so many out there. If you feel like the one you've had for 15 years isn't doing the job, you can still have them look, but, you know, talk to somebody else too. They might, whoever, you know, finds what you need can win the prize, you know, of the commission. That's how I look at it because I've run into that. You know, I know many real estate agents, but, you know, not, you know, cause I try to look also for investment property sometimes. And, um, now it's hard to find any, but, um, you know, you can use multiple agents. You're going to be good to whoever finds what you need. And sometimes they're willing to split the commission. You know, also, uh, Zillow, I, I mean, there was no Zillow years ago, but Redfin, Zillow, there's several places where you can just sit in the comfort uh, of your home and you can just peruse all the houses that are for sale. You don't have to get in somebody's car and ride around. Then find some of the houses you like, or maybe by looking, that will determine that you're going to end up staying in the house that you are and renovate. You might get some ideas for renovating by looking through some of these houses. The world is open. No, that's a good point. I mean, I, as a hobby, I must admit, I go on realtor.com or Redfin and look at real estate around the country. I think it's actually kind of fun. I do. I keep looking at uh, the price of the houses we lived in, in uh, back East. And then I go, Oh my God, that house increased that much. Yeah. It's, it's an eye opening experience when you go into Zillow or Redfin and put in the different areas around the country. It really is what you get for your money. There's a show about that, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so um, we were talking about the disadvantages now of relocating. Oh, one of the things that I don't look forward to is packing. I know there are people that can help you, but if you've been in your house for several years, there's a lot of purging and cleaning up to do. So a lot of people get turned off just by that task. It's like, let me stay in the house I have because I know what I have. And uh, instead of having to pack and then relocate, unless, of course, you're forced into selling your house and moving. And that might happen if uh, somebody in your family gets offered a job and you have to relocate to another place. Or like Jem said, if you're downsizing, if all of your children moved out and you've got a 4,000 square foot home, it's a lot to take care of. So maybe you feel forced to downsize and to move into a smaller house. So No, it's true. And I have a, a couple I'm working with now that they just downsized from a 7,000 square, square foot home 
to a 3,000 square foot condominium. That yeah. that was difficult. You had, and they didn't. Their furniture was pretty new, and the new home buyer didn't necessarily want all of what they had. So, and it was all pretty new furniture. Um, it's a second home for them, but it was, you know, it's a little stressful to try to take a 7,000 square foot home and put it into a 3,000 square foot condominium. So what'd they do? Well, you know, they, they're the, the good thing is they hired me. So I was able to tell them what to keep and what to sell, you know, out of, out of the furniture. So we, so we could repurpose you know, some of the good furniture that was not that old. So just because I'm nosy and maybe there are people listening who are just as nosy, uh, do you think it's better to sell the furniture on their own or to put it into a consignment store? What do you think? You know what's so sad about that is you never really do get back what you pay for the Never. Item. Never. You never will. Um, and it's, I tell everybody to treat that what they have patience for. So if you have patience to sell it on your own, you know, through some of the many apps that you can do that through now, mm-hmm. go for it. But, um, you know, it's a very long drudging process. And to me, it sometimes just chalks it up to time to move on and let's do it quickly, you know, so it's not more painful yeah. to the client. Yeah. We were talking about stress before the stress of renovating, but there's a lot of stress in everything. There's stress in moving. But uh, the one thing I was thinking of is the emotional stress when you go to sell something and people offer you so much less and you have an emotional tie to this thing and you, it's stressful. You get insulted. um, It's a personal thing and you end up being upset and keeping it. Or if you have to get rid of it, you'll never get over the fact that this meant so much to you, but you had no room for it. I I think there's a lot of stress involved in in all aspects, whether you're relocating or you're renovating. Probably the best thing to do is to, like Jim said, get the professional for both, whether you're renovating or you're relocating. A professional will help you probably eliminate a lot of the stress Uh, You don't want to take this on yourself, and you'll probably have more fun. At the end of the road, you'll enjoy it more. Exactly. Do you agree? Yeah, and the professional, we're going to help you. I mean, we're going to give you a new excitement about whatever you're doing because we're going to make it fresh. Yeah. And that makes it exciting instead of sad and stressful. I think being overwhelmed is uh, not the way anybody wants to go, especially at this time when we're experiencing uh, pandemic uh, problems, social distancing, people haven't seen their friends and relatives in months and months and months. And so having to uh, move, especially relocate during this time when you're starting out being stressed to begin with is not the ideal situation. Right. Now, now if you're planning on putting, if you're planning on putting this off after the pandemic, we don't know when this is going to end. So no. we almost have to say carry on with your life, only do it with the help of others. Well, I was going to say too, if you're from California like my new neighbors, 
they get so much more bang for their buck here in Arizona <laughs> that they don't they have more than enough room than they would ever dream of. Well, that's true. Depending, although I'm noticing that the housing prices have gone up immensely in Arizona. People used to say, oh, yeah, I can sell my house in New York and come to Arizona and buy four houses. Put that out of your mind. It doesn't happen anymore. No, it is. I mean, I've I've seen the value increase uh, since I've moved here, and it's pretty crazy in a good thing, actually. Well, we had hit that bubble, and then everything dropped, and now it's going up again. Um, And again, because the inventory is so small, it's like you said, a seller's market. People are offering more than the asking price. So, boy, that's stressful, isn't it? (laughs) Everything is stressful. Yeah. Like I was talking to my real estate agents and they were saying, oh, yeah, you kind of like bid on a house, which I even when my husband and I purchased our home, we had to bid on it right away. And that was still the market was still a little was down back then, but it was starting to make a comeback, but they were going so fast. You know, you'd put a bid on a house and that fast somebody else took it. So, you know, we had to do that even with our home. Um, but it's, it's crazy. It's just well, it's a lot of pressure. It is. Did you find yourself being very stressed over this? You know, I made sure, um, I put it in the Lord's hands, but I'll tell you, I made sure what I, I really did like my house that I ended up buying here. And, um, it was exactly the layout that we needed and wanted. And so I, it just worked out because I made a fast move. You know, I learned that we actually went to bid on a house the night before we found our, our house that we love and that we ended up buying and we went to put a bid on it and that fast it was gone. So I, that kind of taught me a lesson to be patient and God's going to work it out for me, you know, to, but, and he did the next day I found this house and I would have been mad at that. I bought the other one. So. Right. Um, Sometimes you just have to follow your gut and you have to think, well, it's all going to work out for the best. Yeah. It's, it's not worth getting stressed over because things do have a, a way of working out. Uh, yes. And that's the best way to be not stressed. Enjoy the process of what you're doing. Yeah. Well, now's the time, Jen, where I have to give some time to my sponsor. Thermador is engineered to exceed every expectation. If anybody doesn't know what Thermador is, it's one of your top appliances. They're backed by over a hundred years of craftsmanship Masterpiece and professional wall ovens offer two distinct styles delivering restaurant style performance. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the wall ovens. You have your choice of a contemporary and compact or a masterpiece wall oven, which is bold and beautiful, the professional series, complete with a compact design built to seamlessly blend into cabinetry, fit below a countertop or tucked under the counter itself, Thermador built-in wall ovens are Wi-Fi enabled, nice to know, and feature 4.5 cubic feet of cooking space. They also come in vibrant colors. Um, I'm sorry, they have vibrant color displays, metallic gray glass, and as always, premium stainless steel. So if you want to learn more about Thermador appliances, go to thermador.com. They have great appliances, I might say. In every every area, whether it's refrigerators, uh, dishwashers, um, wall ovens, steam ovens, cooktops, you name it, they've got it. 
Anyway, I want to uh, thank you, Jim, for coming again to do a wonderful podcast with us. I think um, hopefully we've given enough information where if people were wondering what they should do, either remodel or renovate, we've either gotten them totally confused or we helped them decide, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, we, we're both Italian, so we could get somebody confused. Yeah, <laughs> we like <to> easily. <laughs> no, actually, no, we don't want to say that. Um, we actually are experts in our field and we make the job that you hire us for to go seamlessly. That's what you're paying us for. And that's what happens every time. So we're two of the best in the market. I think we're, I, I don't, I don't think we're bad, Nancy. I think we're pretty good. I think, and, so um, I think that uh, th it's so much fun to do a podcast with you. I just want to thank you again for having me. Well, thank you again for coming by. And we'll probably have you back in another six or seven weeks. As always, you're so much fun to talk to. And hopefully the people who are listening to this podcast learn a lot from these conversations we have. So if you enjoyed today's show, you can subscribe, you can rate and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. Uh, Home Design Chat with Nancy is on 28 platforms, so there's no excuse for not listening. And don't forget to share them with your friends. I'm sure if you have any friends that want to relocate or remodel, they would uh, really get a lot of information out of listening to this one. Anyway, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for Jim or for me, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Again, Jim, thank you. And everybody out there, stay safe and have a great day. Mm -hmm.